Yo. Yo. <laughs> you know we're recording right now, huh? Oh, shit, we are? Oh, it is. <laughs> as soon as you join, it's recording. Oh, well. Why are you like this, bro? Man, I'm just being myself. Isn't that what I'm supposed to be? Okay, okay. Um, Let me get my... I'm going to get my sponsor one up. We're going to cut that part, right? <laughs> no, I'll, yeah, we're going to cut all of this. I'm going to tell you when the when we're going to start. Oh, cool. Um, you know what? I'm not going to cut that part out. This is gonna be... Oh, fuck, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely cannot. I can't do this. <laughs> we're being way too problematic uh, this early. Jeez. Yo, this is, this is also an interview, bro. Like, what if I want you as a guest later on? I told you. Ah, uh, you're right. When I make it big, we gotta make sure we uh, go back and re-edit this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut out all the the toxic shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let me start off. Mm. Hey, welcome to the third episode of the Daily Commute Podcast. Uh, once again, this podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And uh, this has been something that we've been trying to do for a while now. Uh, For the third episode, I wanted to get a really close friend of mine um, on. And uh, why don't you go introduce yourself? Hey guys, my name is Josh Vora. Uh, I'm a good friend of hers, just like her said. Uh, I also go by Mr. I sent a dick pic to your bitch and she sent one back. What? Yuck. That's, man. All right, these AKs, leave it to me. But um, my name is oh, Hirsch. Shit. My name is Hirsch, your host again. And I go by, I don't know which is worse, getting a concussion or binge drinking, but both are affecting my productivity at work. <laughs> Man, that was funny. That's that's funny. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so this is one we've been trying to do for a while. We were on the Google Doc trying to figure out everything, and uh, we've organized out how we want to do today's podcast. So we got a real treat for all of you guys. So just to start off with everything, everyone knows what I've been up to, but uh, what have you been up to this entire time after after we left each other? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, just to let everyone know, I graduated from the U of I August of last year, 2019. Then from September to uh, December of that year, I interned at the startup called uh, Globality, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a pretty good company and, uh, you know, they were in the AI space. So I felt it was really attractive. So uh, I, I was kind of expecting, you know, a full-time offer at the end. But, you know, with startups, you never know. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I had to end up, you know, going back into the, the pool of, you know, job hunting and all those applicants all, of, all over again. So long story short, uh, I'm job hunting right now and, you know, preparing for interviews here in Pleasanton, California, living at home. Yeah. Um, AI is pretty big, man. I, even your last couple internships, like you did security and AI. So I think you got all the skill sets you need. It's just about uh, just getting those people to look at the resumes. And I think that's just the hardest part, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's just, it's just so saturated in the in the barrier right now for you know CS and software in general in that tech space. So to get noticed, like it's all about the resume and you know the projects you've been working on and networking. So it's definitely a struggle and a grind. But uh, you know, I'm in, I'm enjoying the process. You know, I'm learning a lot about myself and a lot about other topics that I generally didn't know before in college. Yeah, but I mean, now that you're done with college and everything, uh, looking back at it. Uh... 
just quickly, uh, what do you think of it? You know, like leaving, like all of us, because we were all from like around the same area. What do you think of just like leaving and going to, you know, a random school in the mid? I mean, it's a big school and a good school, but in the Midwest, in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, no, uh, definitely had a great time. You know, I think you and the rest of the guys I went to college with know that. Uh, you know, it was 100% oh, yeah. worth it. We know you had a good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know. You know uh, but 100% worth it. You know, aside from the academics, uh, I learned some real life lessons through the experience. You know, uh, you know, going to a school in the middle of nowhere. Again, like great school, but middle of nowhere. So you, you pick up some some skills along the way of, you know, going through independence. And we'll talk about this a little later. But uh, what about you? What do you think? How was your experience? Did you uh, enjoy it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, just like you, I think I... It's funny. I think both of us, we learned not really the academics, but just so much more about everything else. I think academics was like the least we learned. Yeah, that was the le- lowest on the priority. Pool, you know? I know it was crazy. But no, um, at the beginning, you know, it was really just kind of tough, like knowing me and uh, seeing everyone, how well they adjusted, how well my friends back home adjusted. But uh, I think later on is kind of where I kind of found out the balance, you know, of like having fun and hanging out with a group group of people and uh, also balancing out my professional and uh, um, academic life. And I think that was the biggest part. Uh, you know, I, the only thing is like, I just figured out maybe like senior year, but, uh, <laughs> and I Dude, yeah, at least, yeah, at least you figured it out. There's a, I knew some kids that didn't. And, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. They're struggling. But, um, I mean, we were in the middle of nowhere, but like, how is it like living back in the suburbs, like coming back from a college town? Cause I know, like San Ramon and Pleasanton, those are way different from like the college towns we were in. Yeah, right on, dude. Like it, it was a, it's a complete change of pace, you know. Um, in a college town, you're walking around, dapping up your boys as you walk to class, talking shit all the time, looking at the honeys, you know, looking at the honeys, talking about the honeys, you know, yeah. cracking jokes that we shouldn't be cracking about the honeys. <laughs> you know, if you wanna, if you wanted to go out, there's always a group down to rage, you know, like whatever it may be, like you know, late night trips to Taco Bell at 2 a.m. or, you know, now hanging out at the new cams, you know, like yeah. just doing new shit every single night. There's always someone down to do stuff. The new cams you know, is really nice. The new cams oh, are really nice. Yeah. 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 I, that's the one thing I feel like I, I missed out on. It's like, you know, graduating too early because I missed out on the cams, uh, the new cams, but uh, definitely got to go back and check that out. Mm-hmm. But uh, here in the suburbs, you know, you're, you're not the shit anymore. You got a job like everyone else. You have actual lawful consequences if you fuck up. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot more serious, man. Like, you know, if you actually want to rage, you got to take the bar to SF and hopefully have a place to, cr- to crash, you know. Like, yeah. you, you got to plan out all these logistics beforehand. So you're not surrounded by college kids anymore. You're, you're surrounded by, you know, working men, working women, you know, professionals in their field. So you got to act the part too. Right, right. That makes sense. Um, I think I think champagne was the only time where, like, there's always someone down any day of the week to go out. I think there was a there was a group of people down like on Sundays to go, and that was just yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, no, no matter what day it is, there's always a group down to go out. Yeah, that's that was the best part. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, there's also like something else about you know the suburbs where I think uh, it's a little bit more like less stressed out from uh when I look at it. You know, I think in college you look around and you see everyone else is a college student and. Yeah, they're kind of going this, uh, doing the same thing you are where, you know, they all have their own tasks. They have their own personal life, uh, you know, problems. But uh, I guess in the suburbs, it's a little bit more comforting. Yeah. Um, a little bit more stable. But uh, yeah, tell me what uh, what you miss about college the most, though. 
Dude, yeah. Um, you know, the energy, man. The mm-hmm. the youthful, I don't give a fuck. I just bombed that test. I'm going to lie in energy, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we all can, you know, we all know what that energy feels like back yeah. in Urbanish. College, <laughs> there's this kind of energy. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we had a ton of those <laughs> days. Oh, my God, man. I, I You know, <laughs> remember when you and I, like, went to like some ec class to take a test and then we came back we're like yo how'd you do and then we're like i don't know but i'm getting drunk tonight you know i think like, that was signal processing i walked out and i saw you walk out and we looked at each other and oh you're my like, yo, god like, how'd you do it i looked at him like i don't know bro but <laughs> yo that fireball looks really good tonight oh my god man then then we just smacked that alcohol oh my god Brinks truck Brinks truck. truck yeah we brought out the Brinks truck with that Oh, oh my god. god! Yeah, there was there was nights in line where like I did not know what was going on. I just bought drink after drink because I was yeah, just trying to forget. I remember that. Yeah. You would have this like plain face, like you know, like, like no one can like get into your mind kind of look that you're just there to pound some drinks. And you know, <laughs> right. I knew that as soon as I saw him, like you know what, he's having a good time. I'm gonna have a good time. Let's just forget about that, bro. Mess, you know? Yeah, we see that, and then even if uh, so much sometimes if we see you like on one of the tables, we're like, you know what. All is right in the world. When I see Josh on the table of line, oh, I know man. everything is good in the world. I know everything is straight. Oh, man. I would be, like, gyrating all over the tables, man. <laughs> gyrating on who, bro? Oh, <laughs> shit, man. That's a separate story. <laughs> but, man, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I was saying, like, back in college, there was this kind of energy that I think, you know, everyone contributed to that kind of made you who you were in college. Yeah. You know, that, that, that energy that made things unpredictable and for that made each day a new one. You know? Yeah. After graduating, it's it's all the same every day. It's a cycle. And I think, you know, everyone from our class feels the same way. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. That makes sense. I remember, like, even, like, going out uh, when I came for uh, Vinit's birthday, when I came to SF. Uh, yeah. It was really wild because, like, we had to figure out how we're just going to get around, like, how we're going to drop off stuff, how we're going to take stuff and everything. Exactly. It's just the logistics, right? It's a different mindset. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just super uh, crazy it's not i mean i don't know about like other people because other people like some people do live in the city so it might not be as hard for them but i know um just living in the suburbs i know uh it's like really difficult to even get to like san francisco sometimes like exactly taking that yeah. or taking that bart but um how is it uh just living back home with your parents yeah man uh you know it's an adjustment period Mm-hmm. Uh, for once after four years of doing whatever I wanted and making my own rules, like you kind of have to conform to your parents' expectations and, you know, their rules. Mm-hmm. I felt like a kid again, uh, back in like August time. And like, you know, I got into hella arguments. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still do, which is you know, again, normal, mm-hmm. but, uh, I feel like living at home with my parents holds me back from my true social potential, oh, you know, yeah. bringing girls over, going out late, coming back late, you know, Doing doing things I normally would in college, uh, with with my friends, that that kind of stuff is is on hold right now. Yeah. But uh, you know, my parents are chill as fuck. All my friends know that. You know that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they're still parents. You know, like don't get me wrong, I owe them everything. But uh, you know, it's just definitely been different. Yeah. Living back at home. Yeah. No, definitely. After some point, it's like time for you to be like just independent. You know. And um. Yeah, man. I want to spread my wings, fly as far. You want to spread can, something man. else out too, huh? Yeah, bro. Spread. The, yeah. <laughs> <Pause>. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cut that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. I guess living living with parents, it's like super weird too. Cause I know you're like different. You're living with like you were. We were both living with like three other dudes like this entire time, you know. And uh, it it is kind of like generally weird when you have like 
like we we're close and everything and we know each other and we can kind of relate because we're all the same age trying to go through the same thing and i know our parents also went to college but uh right. i don't know it's like super different it's like i know you're gonna stay safe but and i know generally that your parents are gonna stay safe but they still always have that uh mentality in the back of their head you know like they know that everything will be okay but uh it's just like a what if and that i guess that does really hold like everyone exactly back, yeah know? and it's just that that reality check that i think uh i'm getting used to you know living in the real world there's real consequences like i said yeah so you know i i kind of get that i get why they're where they're cautious yeah and yeah man those consequences in the real world suck like yeah yeah like it's not like you just get fucked up you wake up on someone's couch with Mm -hmm. someone else's girl you know you just (laughs) (laughs) you you wake up and you you realize that you oh shit i had work today or oh shit like i missed an interview you know i i missed out on important stuff that actually matters so right you know it's you can't take life for granted now yeah in college like you know if you're like if it's like we look at the clock and it's 2 a.m it's like oh screw we're not going to go to class tomorrow morning Yeah, yeah but now it's just like oh, damn, it's 2 a.m. I need to force myself to sleep so I can, like, wake up on time. Exactly, yeah. And, like, a lot... got to iron my shirts. Yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people, like, um, a lot of people generally, they... Um, a lot of people in, like, college, too, like, they don't really care. Like, I know our, our professors, like, they care, uh, like, about, like, teaching, but they don't really care if we, like, pass or fail or anything like that. Mm. But in the real world, it's, like, if you're late and you're, like, manager... Uh, you probably know the story. <laughs> if you're late and your manager <laughs> finds out, it's like a lot of like stuff that goes on, or like, uh, yeah. or um, <laughs> or like there's like money being lost because you know you're not getting a certain like job done in the team. Yeah, man, it's not about you; it's about the team. Yeah, it's, it's like you, you gotta be like not selfish, and that's hard to do when you're lived like a fucking degenerate all four years. In place. <laughs> I hope you're not talking about me. We're talking about everyone. Oh, you know, oh we're not talking about you? Know. Yeah. Oh, I, shit. I thought we were talking about her still. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but it, it definitely is. And like, I never knew I could like, oh, man, there's just like so many variables too in the real world. It's just like, um, you know, like taking the bus, taking like the train and everything or. Right. No, it's crazy. Or like even just driving, you don't know how the traffic is going to be. If you, like if you drive or if you take the Uber, it's like um, right. There's, yeah, there's so many variables. Like where you want to go. Like if you want to meet up with someone, it's like okay. Like I got to plan this out. I got to do this before I go. Um, yeah, all that kind of shit. You know, you don't think about in college. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, college was just like legit. Just walk over and uh, say hi to the person, or that's it. Yeah, yeah, and um, so in general, like. Going back to, like, the academics, what do you think about, like, not having, like, tests or, like, homework? Because, like, I think that's the biggest thing for me, you know. Once it's, like, 4.30 hits and I'm done, I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to, like, pick up any, like, uh, meetings or, like, Slack messages to answer to. Like, what what do you think? Dude, right on. Yeah. Like, definitely less stressful in that sense. You know, I was a terrible test taker in college. You know, I, I think you understand that. <laughs> yeah, I know that, too. <laughs> You know, like, taking tests just, like, brought a new sense of anxiety to me. Like, I just never saw that in high school. High school was like, all right, you know, I take a test, it's fine. Like, I, I did all right. If I got a B, that would be a big, big deal. Like, I would get A's on pretty much every test, not trying to brag. Yeah. But that was high school, right? Fucking college came around, and getting C's was like, holy shit, God loves me. Yeah. That's, that was like, bro, I deserve to be here. I'm getting C's, man. Yeah, like, dude. Holy just, shit. Yo, when people said C's get degrees, and I walked in, I did not believe that. But then... After, I think it was two, uh, I don't know which class it was, but legitimately, I did not know a single, like, 
questions so i was i just fell asleep in the final <laughs> i was just like <laughs> no chance yeah really? yeah i think it was 220 like i took uh, oh i remember that I remember yeah that. I, I was just like yo i didn't i, I didn't know c programming because uh, <laughs> you me and akil just like skipped everything <laughs> oh my and god we had, to, we had to understand an entire language like in one day and oh my god i i walked Dude, in we- yeah. We had to do that, you know, like, what was it called? LC3 yeah. bookkeeping and, you know, pushing stuff on the stack. Oh, my God. I can't believe I remember that shit. Yeah, all that stuff. I'm like, yo, hopefully they understand the comments because I know this <laughs> this ain't going to work. Dude, right on. Yeah. Like, man, yeah, like, tests are just, like, a really big deal for me. And, uh, you know, that's the good thing about living at home is, you know, even at work, like, you are tested, but you're tested in a different way. Yeah. And But uh, homework, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, just it's also, like, test is like something solo that you do on your own but in the real world or at home like it's you it's so easy just to look up the answers and like save some time yeah. for yourself and i think that's one thing that like at least engineering doesn't focus on and i feel like other um like schools do like divisions like studies um they have a more collaborative effort i know there are there are group projects but it's not like as yeah. much no dude you're you're right there like it's just like I feel like in the real world, we're not we're not expected to memorize all this shit. We're not expected to know it by heart. We we have like Stack Overflow. We have like you know all these different forums, like threads and stuff we can look up for reference. So like you know, I feel like in college, if they found a better way to like reinforce the ideas of like okay, you need to learn like the basics and fundamentals and fuck everything else. Like if they focus on that, that I think that would set us up for success a little bit better. Yeah. Um... I mean, like, going back now, like, what do you, I guess, what do you miss about, like, being home? Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, my parents, you know, my family, 100% miss them the most. Mm-hmm. That's a given. Uh, but, you know, aside from that, I missed, uh, you know, the cleanliness of my environment, both in a physical and mental sense. You know, like, back in college, first, you know, like, how <laughs> repulsive our fucking apartment was, bro. Yo, like, we... yo, every, yo, every time, like, either you or I had a girl come over, we would vacuum the floors, scrub oh the fucking God. glass tables, spray Febreze wherever possible. Bro. Dude, I think I, I went through like fucking two deodorants because sometimes I just didn't have the time to shower, man. It's just <laughs> sad. I, I can say that now because like, God, man, like I'm not in college anymore, but damn, that was embarrassing. No, I feel you on that, dude. It was like Febreze. I absolutely like, yo, should yo, like people might be coming over later. Should I do my laundry or like my bed sheets right now or yeah. like later on? No, dude, was, right. Yeah. I did and not like, want to even stay out there because, like, the dishes piled up, everything. It was oh, like, yeah. I forgot about the dishes, man. Atulia was always good about the dishes, man. Like, shout out Atulia. But, dude, like, we, our sink fucking reeked. Oh, like, man. Yeah. We would make, like, you would make chicken. I would make pasta, like, every day. And then, like, we'd put it down the garbage disposal. And then all that shit, for some reason, I don't know if it was something wrong with the, with the you know, the, the sink or if there's yeah. something wrong with us. But, like. That stuff would smell, and that yeah. everyone could smell that from the outside, and we just didn't know because we were on the inside, yeah. right? Dude, how, man, many, how many roommate like sit downs where we had where we we're like, "Yo, we need to clean up," and we're like, "Okay, three days." Yeah, in. We're... Oh, damn, man, everything's back to how it is. Exactly, man. We just weren't clean yeah. at all, and you know, um, so at home, if I so much as leave a sock on the floor, my mom says my room looks like a damn garbage dump. Yeah. So like, that's the standard I'm living by. Yeah. So like, everything's clean. So the point is like our house is really clean and you know i finally understood how like a clear space was a clear mind yeah and like okay so like that was a physical sense but like mentally in college bro we were so toxic like our degenerate lifestyles kind of speak for themselves but 
you know, thinking with our dick a lot, you know, other consequences of that lifestyle. Yo. I, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to expose us, but, like, <laughs> I feel like a res- responsible adult here now, you know? Like, yeah. Like, I was just talking to Vinit, and he was like, dude, like, with this coronavirus shit, like, we're, <laughs> we- so, respo- like, we're so responsible, man. Like, we're staying indoors. We canceled our Miami trip. Yeah. Like, Josh, you're not going to Napa? Like, dude, all this shit, like, I normally would have been like, you know what? I'm going to send it. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Like normal, normal shit that a college student would say. Yeah. Now we're kind of, you know, thinking for a second, like, is this the smartest thing we can do? Yeah. So, you know, like, why are we turning down our friends to hang out, go out for drinks, go yeah. on trips? You know, like, yo, it's just different. If Corona was in our like champagne apartment, oh man, any, anyone who we walked in for a, if we opened our door, it'd just destroy all GST. It would Bro, just destroy all GST. They would. They would have quarantined us by now. Like it would. <laughs> they were quarantined our apartment solely. We'd be like <laughs> apartment zero. Like where? Bro, <laughs> we would have numbers written on ourselves because <laughs> yeah. we'd be prisoners of our own fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, it's it's crazy. Uh, I don't know this. <laughs> that apartment, you know, as as dirty it was and everything. Like that was some of the best moments. I, so many stuff. So many things happened there. Oh my god! Yeah. So many Dude, nights. Like, hundred percent. Like I, I don't even. I, there's no, nothing else I can say besides agree with you. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't trade those memories for the world, dude. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think just having, like, good, solid, like, roommates, too, like, helped a lot. I know dude, a yeah. lot of people, uh, they don't really vibe with their roommates or something happens, some drama. But uh, I, I think we just always kept that to a minimum. We never did anything. Exactly, dude. Like, we always made things, like, we addressed them whenever we were upset with each other. We kind of told each other. And, uh, you know, it was on site, bro. We- it was on site, bro. <laughs> like we got our shooters on site, bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, I beat you up that one time. Ah, uh, relax, bro. I was going easy, man. Cause you had like, you had nah, a bad nah, day. Nah. Nah, just clear it up. None of us fought each other. Everything was fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I knew, I knew if we, if any of us got into fights, we'd be there. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> I guess too, like, I know coming back home too is like crazy, but, um, and and I know you mentioned your parents, but like, what do you think about like um, going out of state and being so far from like everyone? Because I know a lot of my high school friends in the Bay, like they just went to a school that was like in the same state. You know? Yeah, no, dude. Uh, you know, I, I I'm kind of just right there with you where a lot of my friends did stay in the Bay or stay in mm-hmm. California, at least. But uh, mm-hmm. for me, no regrets at all, man, for going out of state. I met some amazing people, you know made even better friends um uh, mm-hmm. not not better than my high school friend i'm just saying that like better i'm just fucking around but um you know i grew from a lot of the independence you know of being in the new state you know adjusting yeah. to a brand new environment four years right. in a college town like it honestly felt like a whole home to me you know um, yeah. and i feel like you know if you're living uh a lot of times if you don't live in a college town your school would kind of just be school it wouldn't be home yeah. you know yeah. so uh I think I valued that a lot looking back. Right, right, definitely. I, I guess just like living away, learning how to live away from your parents and live, like, you know, ba- not by yourself, but like independently, um, making the choices each day independently. Um, I think that helped a lot. And yeah, like like you said, um, Champagne really felt like a home, not like a school. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I think about it, it's like, where do you, did you live? It was just like, oh, I didn't live back in California or Pennsylvania. I lived in Champagne. Yeah, like if you, okay, if you had the option of, Let's say going back, like if you could have gone to either like Berkeley or Urbana-Champaign with this experience in mind, like knowing how fun it would be at Urbana-Champaign, but also knowing that like Berkeley is a great school and whatever, like which one yeah. would you choose? 
I, I, I thought about this so many times. And, you know, my answer, my first semi- first year might have changed. But uh, I, I think for a fact, like, 100%, no doubt in my mind, I'd take champagne again. Exactly. Yeah. I'd take champagne. I, I don't think I'd be anywhere else if it weren't. I, I still feel like I'm happy with where I am going to champagne. And I'm happy as I can be. So, like, champagne would definitely be the choice for me. I know... Uh, a lot of people didn't enjoy like their college experience, even though they were close to home. Mm. But I, I just loved, I loved champagne. I mean, I thought I hated it at first, and I wanted to get out. Right. But uh, you know, even going back for unofficial, I was like, damn, like I, this is four years, and it went by actually really fast. Four and a half for me, four uh, for you, but dude, yeah, it, it went by it, real fast. Dude, it, it, it's just it's crazy. Like I remember our sophomore year, like we would. Be like damn you know there's two more years two two to three years left and yeah. then uh next thing i know it's senior year uh you know it's january and i'm sitting down with you and finite we're like bro where the hell did the time go there's there's only three four months left of school right right i i, I bet <clears throat> it must have been even like bigger during your like your spring break um, exactly were, yeah like oh man that's... i'm just glad we don't have we didn't have coronavirus during our senior year man can you oh, imagine yeah. those kids right now their senior year, they're going home after spring break. Or and they like, might not see anyone again. Yeah, like, they, they won't see these guys again if they're, like, not coming back to school. So, like, yeah. dude, I, I feel bad for them. I feel for them. Yeah. No, that's crazy. I, oh, man. I'm glad I got to spend at least, like, the last part of the time with you guys, you know, taking graduation pics. Uh, yeah. Going to all this stuff. When all the families came over, um, that was such a good experience. That was really nice. Yeah. But, um. Going to like now professionally, I know mm. um, like I'm working and like you're still looking for, but like we both are like kind of prepared for like interviews and like stuff like that. So um, how are you like doing everything? I know there's like the whole behavioral aspect and the technical aspects in our jobs. Yeah. But uh, how are you preparing for all of that? Yeah, man. Like uh, it's, it's tough. Uh, I had to, I was, I had to be very calculated in the way I, you know, figured out my study plan. It was around January when I realized that, okay something that I did in the past didn't work and mm. I need to change something. So like, you know, with all the exterior factors, like not included, I was like, all right, I got to make sure my study methods are like top notch. So like mm. I, you know, I, I had done leap code before when I was in college, just barely, you know, I was scraping the surface of the, I didn't huh. even pay attention to the easy. I didn't even art. touch that dude. I just, I, I, people were like, do leap code and then do some hacker hacker rings. And I was like, all right, mm. I'll do it. Like, I'll do like three in preparation for like five interviews I had or like three interviews yeah. I had, you know, like I, I was like, okay, this, it's not a big deal. But nowadays what I do is I just do lead code every day for about five to six hours. And I watch YouTube videos, um, mm-hmm. reinforcing some of the concepts that I'm a little bit deficient in. And, yeah. you know, like uh, I, for anyone reading out, like uh, listening to us, that's preparing for interviews. I, I highly recommend, taking a look at cracking the code, but mm-hmm. uh, use that as a good study guide and then just spend majority of your time on lead code. Right. And that's the best way to prepare. I think in my opinion, if you can get lead code down to a science and if you can actually understand the material and the patterns good, and the patterns, it's all about pattern building, you know, um, yeah. you'll understand how to do any single problem that they throw at you. And then, no, uh, yeah. cause yeah. everything is like just contained in some patterns, like technical, like question wise, you know, like exactly. Well, and I like I just figure that out. Yeah. And like, Hirsch, I think you said it great. Like uh, last time when I t- talked to you, you said, you know, the easy problems are, um, you know, getting to know the data structures. And then the medium problems are like, you know, combining multiple easy problems together. 
Yeah. And the hard is just the same thing as the medium was to the easy. So it's just like, you know, building on each other. Um, but yeah, man, like just like networking is also another big thing. Um, I've been mm-hmm. talking to my dad's friends, my mom's friends, uh, my friends, and you know, wherever they work, uh, I'm trying to gauge like how they enjoy their job, if they like it there. And then if they can give me a referral, that's great. Right. So that's, that's the best way. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm also kind of doing that too. Um, obviously right now I'm, I started to like my current job and, um, I'm still like going back into the whole, like grinding out lead code thing. Cause, uh, I didn't, I, to be honest, I never even touched that. Like the companies that interviewed me, they, they didn't even ask me, they, they asked me like string manipulation, which I didn't right. like, study for. So I never had to even study lead code or never really got anything for that. But, uh, yeah, lead code too. I know in high school, like I used to memorize a lot and just like regurgitate everything. Same thing in college, you know, just when we used to cram, we didn't really understand the material. We just uh, got it in our heads and then regurgitated it. And then we threw it away once it wasn't required. But with lead code, it's kind of really understanding the patterns and the what's what's under the hood. Right, exactly. And then, and then for that, once you know what's under the hood, all like the levels of everything, anything anything that's thrown at you you can easily just uh sort into what you need to do what actions you need to take and everything will be done exactly man yeah but that that's uh the technical aspect and like like you said networking uh it's pretty big too because i know family wise and like friends wise we have a lot of people back in the bay who work at big companies yeah in the tech field you know (laughs) yeah tech field especially going coming from the bay going to uyuc where there's a lot of people from the bay who went back um it's uh it's really beneficial to have those connections and i just uh actually yesterday i fixed my uh linkedin profile finally <laughs> oh what's wrong with it no because uh, last time i updated i felt i said i did my i was an uh, internet co uh tesla when oh. i was doing my co-op and then i had an uh, internship again since then in my full time so i finally added that you finally um, added that the ma- yeah. last missing piece the last missing piece oh i mean <laughs> i need to add my picture but i need to first fucking get beautiful again so i can uh show. bro relax you beautiful man you beautiful. yeah thanks bro i love you <laughs> now no, you but, ugly uh... as hell shut the fuck up yeah no i have to put my picture on it i got a good one but i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to recruit looking at me in my freaking uh supreme hoodie and be like we definitely want to hire this guy yeah man great face of the company right yeah <laughs> like ibm supreme <laughs> supreme yes <laughs> or off man i don't want that and then i also have to like do my summary but i don't know um yeah that's gonna be it and then finally adding people i'm almost at 500 connections so dude yeah once you hit uh, that 500 mark you just you seem like a composed legit, legit person yeah. i also recommend uh one thing i got from my last internship or job really was uh i got a recommendation on my linkedin profile from my manager Mm. and uh you know i think that really helps like i noticed that you know how linkedin has analytics and they show you like the spikes in uh the number of viewers they Youth. use yeah, yeah yeah so like i noticed that as soon as he added that uh referral i got a lot more spikes on Ooh. uh you know my profile so like I, I think that you should definitely look into that when you if you consider moving from you know ibm to another job or this is to anyone that's you know considering leaving their job i definitely recommend getting a linkedin referral yeah yeah, I might I might ask my internship manager too for the referral and everything. Yeah. Um, but uh that that's a kind of like the advice we have on like people on their first job because getting the first job I think is like the hardest thing to do. Oh yeah. I think yeah, that whole grind. Uh because you know, honestly, like luckily we both have internships and work experience. 
right. it's going to be easier for us and we seem more reputable. But for people who never had anything like that, just focus solely on school and getting out, I don't know. It's going to be much tougher for them to get, you know, get jobs. Yeah, it's certainly not impossible, but it is, it makes it tough. You know, like I, I'm glad that we had these experiences as, like, you know, internships and, you know, whatever career fairs we went to in college. You know, we, that's the best part about being in an environment where you're surrounded by, you know, excellent people, people best in their field. And like yeah. Urbana Champagne is that you're always set to a higher standard. And yeah. you're, you're, you think what, what you think is the norm may be like going above and beyond to someone else, right? Yeah, so I think that's very important to keep in mind. Yeah, um, I know. Like, yeah, like a lot. Of, uh, it was just so relaxing and refreshing knowing when we got our internship that would be good for the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just good. But I know you want to talk about the Maslov hierarchy. Oh yeah, no. Um, I decided to not get so. Uh, what's the word? Uh, Socratic and uh, philosophical. <laughs> so why not? Why not? Everyone's. Just- well, the truth is, I didn't actually uh, think about that yet. <laughs> okay. No. So, so just cut that part, Hirsch. <laughs> okay. If anyone doesn't know, Josh is really into the whole, like, philosophical uh, aspect of, like, life and everything, which is a good... Yeah. But I can give a, a basic thing. gist. I can give a basic gist. Um, okay. So since you mentioned it, Maslow's hierarchy is basically uh, a good standard to live by where you the base is all your basic necessities and it really shows you that you need food and shelter and then you want to somehow work your way up to the point where you're at the top of the pyramid and the top of the pyramid is where you're able to provide for society and provide provide for people outside of yourself so you know that goes with altruism you know doing things for other people but uh by doing that by achieving that high level of status you're you're improving your society's uh, you're improving, improving your wealth, your your worth, as well as your society's worth. And I think at the end of the day, it's all about how connected we are and how we grow as a human race and how we progress as a society, right? So, uh, you know, if you work on yourself and you become the best version of yourself, then you'll have people that look up to you. And the reason why the phrase goes is look up to you is because you're higher up on the pyramid. It's not oh. saying that it's not saying that you're a better person, really. It's It's all about saying that you've done um, you've achieved a higher status on the pyramid. So that's the uh-huh. way I look at things. And that's the, that's the kind of thing I keep in mind when I'm, you know, focusing on goals, short-term goals, long-term goals. I'm like, is this going to help me achieve where I want to be at the end of the day? At the, by, by the time I'm 60, will I have achieved this if I continue on this trajectory? You know? Oh, so each time you just ask your question, will this help me go higher on that pyramid? Exactly. Like um, maybe not everything, maybe, you know, you got to take life, uh, you, you got to take it seriously, but you also have to have fun. But, you know, mm-hmm. any big decision I make, I always think like, okay, is this going to be worth my time? Gotcha. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And so then uh, going up on that, would like the perfect society would be when like everyone's on top of that pyramid in the hierarchy? You know, um, <clears throat> ideally, that would be great, right? If everyone can be a provider. But if you think about it, like just uh, semantically, like if everyone's a provider, then no one is a provider, right? Like mm-hmm. you always need uh, that that lower end of the pyramid in order for society to progress because if everyone's a provider then i feel like society will be stagnant you know they, they as high achieving as they may be within society they they won't feel the need to progress because everyone's already doing well like society's right. doing well so like i think it's important to maintain that balance that structure because it provides you motivation to do more with your life yeah yeah 
that's uh, that's a good way of looking at things like making decisions i think uh obviously you want to have fun but i guess when when especially like when i sit down and i make goals for myself because i try to do a lot like write it down right um you want to ask yourself will this will this uplift me and like you said will people look up to me for will i be able to provide for them in some capacity exactly yeah and that's a good good thing to keep in mind yeah so that's that's interesting. Where'd you read about this? Yeah, you know, I, I can't take all the credit. <laughs> I, I originally heard about it in, you know, psych when I took uh, oh. psych in high school, actually, AP psych. But, uh, you know, I never really like it never really resonated with me. But then recently, uh, you know, shout out Karun Samuel, uh, mm. my big from AIO. He lives in the city, right? So like when I went to go see him last time, he uh, spoke a little bit about Maslow's hierarchy. And, uh, you know, that, that really resonated with me the way he put it. And the way that he said that he lives his life, um, it truly, uh, you know, opened my eyes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, dude. Um, we should have done comp science psych because I feel like uh, we both vibe with Dude, that. yeah. I feel like we could have had some real good, like, success in that field. Like, I think we would have actually yeah. liked what we were doing. Not that we didn't, but, yeah. you know, I think we would have had good applications. Right. And I don't Yeah, both, like, you and I both, like, learning about, like, psychology, how different theories, how humans work how the human mind works and of course the whole technical side of computer science um but did i ever tell you about like girls who are who do psych <laughs> did, you, you said something. i'm not gonna say I'm, nothing i'm not gonna say nothing no no, no, no. i want you to finish that sentence <laughs> no 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 ladies we love you <laughs> but <laughs> y'all crazy man <laughs> y'all okay nah, nah, i'm uh, joking before, i'm joking i'm joking we got way too problematic there <laughs> oh my god no nah, i'm not i'm not gonna go continue down that, that line bro uh, I, I need to keep from some of my viewers and some of my friends too. yeah same yeah but um how are your high school friends like um i know you talked about like you made friends coming to college but uh i know everyone had their own college experience. I know back home in San Ramon, my, all my friends had their own experiences and eventually um, kind of like changed, expanded their worldview, their horizon, their whole like social group. Um, and they weren't like kind of, they were still the same. They're still all like nice people, but um, they kind of have their own group now. So going back, um, how is it with them? Yeah. Um, so this is one thing that, I'm especially luckily like lucky for and grateful for mm -hmm. is that uh my high school friends and I we're still tight as fuck like we're yeah. pretty much family friends by now if not family like we uh we try to meet up regularly we plan things now and like it's at first like I think the first year when I came back for break from college there was a little disconnect there was a right. little bit Same. of you know not static there was not there's nothing like hostile but it was more like uh I was they saw that I had a little bit of change in me and I yeah, saw right. that they had a little bit of change in them. And at first right. it, scared, it was a little scary. I was like, shit, is this going to affect us down the road? Like, you know, can we do three years, three more years of like um, mm -hmm. being apart and growing uh, in a different direction. Yeah. But uh, you know, like now, now looking back, I'm like, dude, I'm tight as fuck with my friends from high school. And I'm so happy for that. Like we, we meet up regularly, like I said, and, you know, we're still on the same page, cracking the same jokes, you know, hanging out at the same mm. restaurants, you know, uh, it's it's just the same vibe. So really, truly grateful for that. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, it's kind of the same thing, you know, like, we all changed, especially because I moved uh, to Pennsylvania from the Bay 
Um, so obviously right. I lost that bit of connection, but I know uh, it's just everyone kind of just changes a bit. Everyone, because you just spend so much time away and obviously in college, you have your own college friends. Right, right. And when you start seeing them every day, um, it's kind of different. I know with you guys, you've been friends for a long time though, right? Your whole squad. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's been like somewhere around like 10, like around eight to 10 years for most of us. So okay. yeah, but yeah. right on, like exactly what you're saying, you know, like in college, you're, uh, you're hanging around with these friends every single day. They become like your support system when your parents used to right. be your support system. So, you know, right. when you're, when you're surrounded by college friends, like it just, it's it's a lot more different than uh, your high school friends used to be. So I think it's a very different dynamic. But uh, once you come back from college, and if you're still tight with your high school friends, I, I really think that you guys go back to being like best of friends still. You know? Right, right. That makes, yeah. I, I think that also if people do change a lot, I think it's for the better, don't you think? Yeah, like, you know, change is inevitable. Like, I think you're, you're yeah. right. Like, you know, change is for the better because – you know, I truly think that everyone that goes to college comes out as a stronger, better person than they were before. Right. And, you know, I, I, I would want that for my friends. I would want them to be the best version of themselves and to better themselves. Even right. if that means that, you know, we may be a little bit more distant. That's just the reality of life. You know, yeah. your circle is going to get smaller. But uh, I'm right. not saying that you're not going to be friends with them still. I'm just saying that you're 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 going to be you're going to see some change in them. And. Right. But your dynamics, hopefully, hopefully that's the best part is that your dynamic stays the same. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people in uh, college that I'm not so, or in high school now that I'm not so close to. And I think that, you know, it's good that we realize it later on that, you know, we're not completely like so like tight with each other, but we're both happier because we found other people. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, do, yeah. Like, do you still hang out with uh, some of your, do you, do you still talk to some of your friends from high school? Uh, I mean, I talked to obviously Vineet and I just talked to one other guy, but everyone else, you know, I'm super happy for them because I feel like if we stuck around with each other for too long, we wouldn't have grown as much. Right. I think that just being separate from each other and growing separately, just, just if, if I'm stuck with someone and we decide to do hang out all the time, do things together all the time, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to grow that we missed that we didn't take a chance on. Yeah, man, that that's really true. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now that we separated and took those opportunities and we see how much better our life is, we're going to be happy for each other. You know, a lot of my friends like um, back, uh, back home, they're doing super well, super successful. And I think that it was good that, um, you know, we went down our separate paths and are happier and happy i'm glad to hear that man yeah but um going uh going to a better note uh what about your uh like gym thing because i know in college going to gym going down to the arc was insane <laughs> or going to the gst gym was just insane like the half the time the reason we didn't go is because we didn't feel like yeah it. like it was just like again it was just that you know that cleanliness of our mind it's just like we were just not motivated we just we weren't eating right we weren't in the right mental state to go lift heavy weights so, you know, mm -hmm. nowadays being back at home, it's just, it's been amazing going to the gym. It's become like my medicine. It's become my hobby. It's become my lifestyle. Like, you know, right now I'm focusing on, you know, putting on mass, putting on more mass. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm following yeah. a program called PH3 by uh, Lane mm -hmm. Norton. And it's, mm -hmm. it's like a, it's a mass building and strength building program where it centers around the idea of 
DUP, daily undulating periodization, where nice. you bench, squat, deadlift three to four times a week. So like it's Good. really taxing on your body, but by hitting these compound exercises and, you know, lifting heavy weights, you're going to grow no matter what. I think that's one thing people forget about most. Like they try to do these isolation exercises too much. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you can go on the chest press as much as you want, but it's never going to be as helpful as doing a bench press or dumbbell bench press like once a week lifting as heavy as you can and you know doing that progressive overload where you're adding a new stimulus to your body with either more reps or more weight exactly i think a lot of people just overthink you know they gotta be like oh i gotta hit this like you're not a bodybuilder yet like first like get into the motion if you want to build like hit those compound movements and if you know if you're you'll know you're growing if you can lift more and lift for longer exactly i think um the way I look at body or like weightlifting and fitness nowadays is, is kind of like the way I look at, you know, computer science is that you got to have your fundamentals before you start fine tuning. And the way I look at isolation mm-hmm. exercises is that they're fine tuning. They're, they're yep. ways to improve the, the structure of that one muscle and that one yep. muscle solely, or maybe two muscles. Yeah. That's it. But compound exercises like squats, like squats do like people think that squats, they're they're all about legs, but that's not true. You know, you work out mm-hmm. your abs, you work out your core, core, uh, your yep. lower back, uh, your even like you know your your calves that normally don't get hit from doing like you know leg extensions, they'll get you know some working. So I, I think it's really important to see that by hitting these compound exercises, you're increasing testosterone and increasing muscle mass all around. Yeah, I think the best piece of like somebody uh, I I think I read a comment on on fitness on Reddit. It was. Uh, if you, if your legs can squat 400 pounds, but your core can only take 300 pounds, guess how much you're going to be squatting? Three, is it somewhere like 300 pounds? Yeah, it's 300 that's, pounds. Wow. That's so true. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. Like, that's why I got, um, I got that belt uh, for helping me like just push a bit more so I can focus on, you know, bracing and focus on my core a bit more while also like pushing more weight. Damn, but it's pretty solid. You know, like you're only as strong as your weakest link. I think I heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know for all those dudes out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, so how's the, how's the was, belt uh, been working out for you? Do you like it? Belt's been good. I think um, it makes me feel just a bit more safer when doing deadlifts and squats, really. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure my back is like straight and making sure that each time I brace, I'm actually like pushing against the belt. Got it. Cause you have that column in your stomach, right. That you want to push against. Right. So your body is rigid, but if you have nothing, it helps when you have something to push against and makes you just tightens your core a lot more, helps you work out more. And then I take it off when I'm doing my, uh, warmups or I'm doing my, uh, hypertrophy sets, which are just low weights. Got it interesting yeah so then do you do you recommend the the belt to everyone or only to people that are lifting heavy i think people who are lifting heavy after a while when you're plateauing it 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 might be helpful to get a belt but just having those fundamentals beforehand um helps a lot and i don't recommend getting a belt until you need it because you know um it just helps you out a lot more when you don't have that kind of assistance right and once you need that assistance it's when your body can't physically take that kind of weight that you need that belt with you. So I would say to all those people out there, um, definitely go and try to uh, do it without the belt uh, until you hit like a plateau or um, you're worried about your back. Cause that was with me. Cause remember, uh, I think it was in April last year where I hurt my back yeah, lifting yeah, yeah. 
and I, I was out for a while. I think you guys could like smell the uh, icy hot that I put on myself <laughs> all the time. Dude, yeah, man, it was it was bad. Like, and I, I felt your pain. Like, it sucks. Like, I just injured my pec a little bit, and I haven't been mm-hmm. able to bench for the last month. And you know, yeah. it, injuries are definitely there. So, guys, be careful out there. Yeah, injuries definitely suck. That's why I say I I recommend this to everyone. Just not having the belt too, it just helps you work out your fundamentals a lot more, making sure that you're safe and you're doing the exercises correctly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, what are you doing to like, I guess that's a physical aspect of it, but what are you doing to uh, your whole mental side too? I know that there's a whole like employment grind that's going on and living at home, but like, how do you keep like mentally um, like stimulated? Yeah. No, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts just like you do. Uh, shout out Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Shout out Lex Friedman. Uh, Joe Rogan, I think most people have at least heard of, right? But, uh, you know, what mm-hmm. I like most about him is his open-mindedness. So on his podcast, mm-hmm. he, uh, he brings on a wide range of guests that are experts in their fields, you know, experts in their passions. And it's, it's really interesting yeah. to hear different points of view and a variety of topics. So, like, you really learn a lot from just l- listening to you know, what maybe even surface level knowledge, but once you understand mm-hmm. that, like the fundamentals of that stuff and it, it really opens up a new Avenue for you to learn. So like, I, I really think that his podcast has influenced me to le- get a deeper dive into different like subjects, even when I'm not studying them for school, like, uh, you know, physics, yeah. like I never thought I would be the guy that would be interested in quantum physics. But when uh, Joe Rogan bought, brought on like, you know, Sean Carroll or some other physicists, like, you know, th- it really, uh, opened my eyes and like said that wow this stuff like when you're actually learning it in a in a different state when you're relaxed and you're not under the pressure to perform at school you actually enjoy Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so um i really think that like it's important to stay like mentally like you know uh up to date and to know about what's going on in the world and these podcasts honestly allow me to do that yeah the one thing i really love about joe rogan and i guess just hosts in general is First, they let the person talk and they bring on people from like both sides of the argument, yeah, you know, exactly. And they let both people talk and he doesn't interrupt them. And then also, I mean, he challenges their thoughts sometimes, too, but not in a malicious way. And he never lets his own personal bias. Yeah, he get never in. he never voices his uh, opinion on a matter that's, you know, going to conflict against their argument, like in a very yeah. bad way. Like it's, he's going to be very open yeah. to hearing what they have to say. Yeah. And if he doesn't know, he just doesn't know. And he's just very curious about learning everything. And I think that's what like a lot of people should do. You know, you guys, like a lot of people love to talk, but uh, on like subjects that they don't know about, um, I think it's like good to learn from an expert and like shut up yeah, once in a while. Exactly. People shy away from yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but what else um, have you been doing? Like, have you been like reading or like doing uh, any type of meditation? I know you were always into yeah, that. Yeah. So like, honestly, reading, um, that's one area where I want to work on is I haven't, I wouldn't want to say the time because that would be a cop out, but I just haven't had the motivation to read. And I wa- right. there's a lot of books that uh, I know you've recommended uh, from that, that mm-hmm. I, I want to get on, get into and read. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. meditation, as you're right, has been a big part of me. I, I do that from time to time. Uh, when I feel anxious, when I feel stressed, when I feel like, you know, the walls are closing in sometimes, um, that, that kind of stress. Uh, what I do for that is sometimes I put on like a peaceful soundtrack from YouTube. I think I've sent you one before, but, uh, yep. that's stuff yep. when I was uh, freaking yeah, out. Yeah. When you were having that <laughs> in your apartment, but, uh, basically like I, I turn on this like really peaceful, serene track on YouTube and I just listen to that for like, even if it's like 15 minutes, even like, five minutes, you know, it just allows me to collect my thoughts and not think about anything but my breathing. 
And when you do that, you're just, you're completely like unbothered by all this external shit that you have to deal with on a daily basis. So um, I try to do that about once a week now. Um, and I'm, tr- mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like once a week works for me. For a lot of people, they need to do it every day. For some people, they don't need to do it at all. But I think it's important mm-hmm. to try it, um, especially if you're, if you're the type of person that gets stressed out from time to time. Yeah, no, um, that reading, reading helps me calms you down, especially when I'm not reading my apartment, but I'm reading in either the library or a yeah. cafe. It just helps me a lot. And also what helps me a lot is just like jotting down notes with what I'm oh, reading. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just having these post-it notes. Um, if I buy the book, then I put the post-it notes in. If not, then I just go write it in my journal. Interesting. But reading is something that I, sh- I used to do a lot when I was a kid, but I stopped, um, after I got introduced to like video yeah, games, dude, yeah, to no, be honest. 100%. That stuff's, uh, it, they're yeah. fun, but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, the gym and music obviously are, are two biggest escapes for, I think a lot of us, um, I play the guitar from time to right. time, helps me relax. Yeah. Uh, just, it's, it's a beautiful sound when you can block out everything, but the sound of your guitar and you just hear all that distortion. Yeah. And it's just like, for a lot of people, it's like, do that, what, shut that shit off. Like it's just noise, but, you know, for someone that really appreciates a broad range of music, it's it's just like a different kind right. of feeling. Right. I know you and I both have like a huge range of like music that we just, yeah. just like now. I know when I, I used to listen to just solely hip hop or whatever was playing on the radio, but now I go out of my way to listen to a lot of stuff, even stuff that's not yeah. in English. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm not going to go bring that, <laughs> bring any of my guilty pleasures <laughs> up. I think you should, man. Give Give me some names. Uh, you like K-pop? Actually, I haven't got given it a chance, but you know what? After this podcast, uh, I'm gonna go and uh, listen to some K-pop. No, what, no, what is that? You, is that uh, you like that. BTS? Is that what they call them? Oh uh, yeah, let's just go with that. <laughs> I'll, I'll just listen to BTS. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, um, yeah, no, reading is a big thing, and you know, playing the guitar—that's one thing that I want to get back into too. Once if I go back and get my guitar back, just hitting a lick or a riff that sounds yeah. really good. Or learning a new song. Yeah, even if it's just like um, it's just, going through the scales. Like, it's just something, it's nice. I know, like, we both, like, handle stress. But, like, it's also kind of the environment we're in. So, like, do you feel like you're in a good environment and, like, have a good support system around you when you get super stressed? Like, obviously, with your parents, but, like, uh, opposed to them. Yeah, dude, 100%. I'm in, like, I'm in a great um, environment where I have a good support system. You know, with my parents being here, my whole family. Um, college has a lot of triggers and is really dynamic. Home life is quite the opposite, um, as I've mentioned before, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, even having, you know, uh, my cousin, Vinit, here and having my best friends here, having, you know, my extended family here, it just, like, it gives me that reassurance, even though I don't talk to them on a daily basis, it gives me that reassurance that, you know, even if I fuck up, even if things go south, um, I have people here that care for me. Right, right. That's that's a that's a really good thing to have. You know, just like to go to someone you can yeah. talk to when stuff isn't going yeah, your way. Exactly. That's, that's super important. And I know in college, like, yeah, there's like people, but there's also like, how can you trust them? Um, how can you talk to like all these people? Exactly. You know, because I know both by us were in in the frat, but we can't talk to like everyone. Uh, there's always going to be like a few people in and outside that you can trust that you can confine your feelings. Exactly. To. Like it's, it's hard to be close to everyone. And so it, it's, yeah. it's in college, like you were, you were my, one of my support system, you know, like I was one of yours. I think it's, it's, that's the important thing is to realize that in college, um, you will find people that you can trust, but um, it's, 
you got to figure out who you can actually trust before you start, you know, opening up to them. It's just natural. Right. Yeah. I think um, that's the one thing about living in suburbs too, or I guess in the real world, it's uh, in college, we were all forced to kind of interact with each other and be friends. Mm -hmm. And if something was not going, we could, if we wanted, tell them. But now in the real world, you know who your real friends are because they go out of their way to come to you to talk to you or when you go to them to talk to they um they're open to it and willing to exactly like people that go out of their way and they can just sense that you're something's wrong or like you know a good example is that like when uh you know my friends uh from back home and college like the select few uh that reached out to me about you know when my grandfather passed away and they knew how Mm -hmm. close i was to him like you know that's the kind of those are the kind of friends that i really value and I, I really appreciated that. Even if it was just a simple text saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about your family. You know, I'm, I really, I'm really sorry for your loss. Simple text is that can yeah. go a long way and show you that, you know, I care about you or show that person that I, they care about you and stuff. Right, right. That's, that's so important to have. But now time for my second ad reel. So just uh, shut right, up fine. for a moment. So, uh, this podcast is also sponsored by MeUndies. Uh, MeUndies is a membership program for underwear and socks for both men and women. And the, this is how it works. You build your collection and each month you pick a pair that feels the most you. Over time, you will build a collection of undies that feel like an extension of your personality. Save up to 30% on each order. There's no added cost. Just pay for the undies that you receive or, and skip and cancel each time. It, it uses micromodal fabric, so it's soft. And uh, MeUndies has a money-back guarantee. So uh, if you think you'll love them, uh, you can keep them. But if you don't, send them back with no questions asked. All right. Now, here we go to uh, the part I think <laughs> everyone was waiting for. It's the part I didn't even prepare, but fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Going off so, the dome. Um... Off the top of the dome. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna be problematic. Oh, that's how cause... we. That's how we roll, though, right? Problematic. That, that is how we roll. That's how we roll. Because, but this is the most important part. That we can skip everything else and just prepare. <laughs> Everyone just skipped to fifty-eight thirty-three. That's that's where all the good stuff is. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Listen yeah, to the whole damn but, um, thing. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of like the whole like I guess like fun side that like people kind of want to know because when I don't know when we came in, we were toxic as hell. We were. Oh immature. man, we were. We definitely were. We were just so sheltered. We we came from like uh, upper middle class, like suburb in California. Didn't understand any of the struggle. Um, talked to I guess the same amount of people, like same group of people, over and over again. Exactly. And then you go to college, and then you see people from different backgrounds, different races, different sexualities. So, did you ever realize how immature we were? Not at all. Not back then. I I was like I was I. When back then I was just like thinking that okay you know everything is gonna be handed to me and that sounds cheesy and corny as fuck but that's the way I was thinking I was like you know back in high school things were done for me the, my biggest problem was I had to take out the trash for my parents and I was like dude why the fuck do I have to do that and now looking back yeah. I'm like dude shut your cunt ass up like you're such a fucking spoiled brat like that kind of shit um, I realized through college that you got to do your own work you got to do things for yourself you got to you know provide for yourself and just the whole responsibility shit like i didn't realize how problematic we were back then yeah yeah no and then also just like some of our views on like <laughs> different oh people my God, you know? different views on like girls different views on everything we were 
What were we thinking? We said dude? some shit that I just can't even say on this podcast. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to say that. Man, if I don't know why we thought why we thought that was okay and I don't know when we when we found out that it was not okay to like have those thoughts or think dude, like that. It's crazy. I think it was when we were a little bit into into the mid middle of college or like maybe in the beginning of college, but like dude, we were just like fucking acting a fool and saying some random shit. Dude, we would have been canceled so long over. ago. And 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 then here's the other thing, just like back home too, you know, because like we came from like a very like white and like brown, like straight, um, upper class, upper middle class exactly. community, right? So our our thoughts were never challenged. So when we said stuff that was like very ignorant, whether it be about race, whether it be about um, you know, girls, whether it be about just like money in general, you know, because we couldn't really relate to like the uh, people like less privileged than us. No one challenged our thoughts. It was just like always something that we said. But I think the thing in college is you just meet so many different people from different ba- backgrounds. Exactly, and you're and you're uh, you you nailed it. Um, it was just like in your high school or your community back home, you're surrounded by the same kind of people. You're like-minded individuals from the same you know tax bracket. You're you're you know you're surrounded by the same community. But then all these same communities, you know, they come to the same. I'm saying same a lot, but they come to the, you know, your college and they're all from different backgrounds, different places. And you finally are exposed to different types of people, you know, like LGBTQ plus community, you know, different uh, races, you know, some people have never even seen an Indian person before like college. Like, right. I've, I've actually interacted with someone that said he's never had an Indian friend or even seen an Indian person his entire life. And that was like a fucking culture shock to me. Right, right. Uh, that's that 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 is crazy. It's just like you go and then you kind of don't don't really people. It's like oh, like what do you mean? Like just use your other car yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. You know, ignorant like, shit. Yeah, it's just like a lot of ignorant stuff. And you know what? I think that's like the biggest thing that we're like proud of. I guess even with you, like I'm proud of because I know, uh, like you changed a lot because like you had a lot of people that you interacted with that like changed your views on like a lot right of on. stuff. Exactly, man. It's- yeah, I think I think that was the most important thing. Just like branching out, meeting people from with different ideas. Like, if I met another person, another Indian person with like different ideas than me, then uh, that was I think another big thing. You know, someone who was not from like not a straight like uh, upper middle class like brown person talking to them. It's like oh, like now I understand where your views are coming from on everything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but then. Uh, I think also the biggest thing that changed about us or a cause of a lot of like introspection and change in our worldview was that whole uh, fraternity we joined. Yeah, man. like uh, especially our freshman year, um, you know, you're you're tossed into a, an environment again, like when you're just starting off college and you're put with a, a bunch of guys that are interested in joining a fraternity, you're, you're put into a process, right? The pledge process. Everyone knows what the pledge process, what happens in it and stuff, right? I'm not going to go into the details. But, you know, from that process, you make your closest friends, you learn more about yourself in about three months than you have in the last three years. And you actually mature a lot. And a lot, I feel like people, you know, outside of the frat that like fucking jeeds, I'm just kidding. But like, you know, people that aren't in Greek life, um, they don't see that side. They don't understand why pledgeship is uh, an important part of college life if you go greek they don't understand like the benefits that come from it they just see it as you know it's a bunch of guys getting drunk every saturday or you know going out every night and just like and like you know hazing each other but 
you know, there's a deeper meaning to it all there. And I feel like it's really easy to go get a, get on a flip side on it and like really just understand that like, you know, Oh, frats are all about hazing and just like, you know, hurting people. But dude, it's, it's a whole different story, especially if the fraternities run right. the right way, which it was, you know, when we were in college. Right. I think a lot of thing that also didn't help was other frats weren't as like strong internally. As exactly. We were, yeah. You know, so AIO was just, I like, just different from everyone. Yeah, man. Like we, we were, we we're tight as fuck. And, uh, we interacted with all classes. There was no ageism. There was no like, oh, he's a freshman. I'm a senior. I'm not going to talk to him. Like, nah, yeah. Man. We had some strong yeah. internal ties. We used yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. But I think that was a big thing. I think that whole freshman year and even after, like, after we became brothers, just the stuff that we went through personal life-wise and mentally, I think that, well, that goes into the next thing I was going to talk about. Like, it just we were never really challenged with so much stress before in our lives, you know, cause in like high school, elementary school, middle school, like everything's kind of laid out for us and we can go to our teachers, go to our parents whenever we need help or something's not going right with our lives. But high school, uh, college is like your first introduction to the real world where, you know, if something's not going your way, it's like, oh man, internally you got to stay strong and figure that out or like exactly like you, you feel like you have to put up a brave pa- brave face you know like and it's just a it's you're tossed into this like brand into a, a set of problems and it's it's all about getting over those problems getting past them getting through them and uh you know if i if i had to give some advice to someone going into college or just someone in college is that you know live college in a way that by the end of those four years college would not have gone through you but you have gone through college you know like you don't want to be run by college you want to run college like you and that that goes into meeting with girls you know making friends but also i think there needs to meeting girls (laughs) and meeting girls meeting girls no um i think it's important to also underlie the fact that like you're there for a reason right like you gotta you gotta control your academics you gotta get a job at the end of those four years you gotta you know have ambition so that's one thing i think everyone should keep in mind yeah, and I know with you especially, just because, I mean, you already know about me, but just I know with you, you became much more aware about, you know, mental health, which is mostly like personal stress and anxiety for you, um, yourself that you've dealt with in others and like sometimes yourself. Exactly. Like, I think, the you know, having close friends that have gone through that kind of stuff and are dealing with their own personal battles and demons and you know, it was mm-hmm. eye-opening, and for me, it was the first time I've actually been uh, close to some people that, you know, have gone through, um, you know, some different forms of mental health disorders. So I, I think uh, mm-hmm. it was, at first, when I first heard it, I, I didn't understand, like, how grave of a problem it is or how grave of a battle it is for them. And when I mm-hmm. see them go through it, you know, right by their side, dude, that that changed my whole perspective. Like, coming back and here like on breaks when i would come back from college and you know hear some member of my family or some of my friends back home that toss around like some something negative about mental health and just make a joke out of it right especially yeah. being brown and exactly male. like you know it's just tossed around and people are like just disregarding mental health that, that shit bothered me and i said something about it finally i was like hey you know mm. shut the fuck up that's not cool there's people that are yeah. you know going through all the shit and you don't even know about it right i think i think that's the biggest thing that to overcome like that stigma because especially with uh, like us we're like brown males like 
supposed to stay strong, supposed to not talk about this, you know, put on that whole, like, I guess going back to toxic masculinity, like going, putting on that yeah, like, bravado. Alpha. So with that alpha thing and like not being, uh, I guess, vulnerable sometimes. And I think that's like, I think the be- best thing I did was like be vulnerable to like a lot of people and like close people, obviously, and talk to them about like some of the stuff I was dealing with. And, you know, like, I don't regret that at all. I think that was like the best thing I've done. Like when uh, we were just both going through some stuff, like I came to you, you came to me and we could kind of like finally talk about it, relate yeah. about Do it. Do you feel like uh, talking about it, um, you know, on a, on a broader scale, like when you made that video, do you think it really, did, do you think it helped? Uh, it helped me because I think it helped get like a lot of stuff off my chest. So like um, a lot of times I didn't have to say like why I did some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's just like open for a lot of people. So a lot of the actions I took, a lot of the reasons like I said some stuff or did some things was just obviously it's not um, forgiven because of my situation, but a lot of people, it just makes it a bit more understandable. Got it. Uh, so that's the one thing I'm glad like I did, but uh, I guess just talking to having people talk to me and saying that like just the interactions I got from it, I think it was like well worth it and like helped me change a lot. Um, and I know a lot of people, even in the frat um, who people like you wouldn't guess at all who came up to me and said they were going through kind of the oh, same really? stuff. Who? Well, I don't want, I don't think you should name drop, but <laughs> yeah, no, but a lot of people just uh, messed up. Yeah. I was just like, Josh, <laughs> I said, a lot I of forgot people. this is a podcast. I thought we were on the phone. <laughs> yeah but no um that was that was the other thing that was like i kind of was just like okay i made the right decision being open about this and just clearing the air and a lot of stuff but you know i think it's important that a lot of people go and talk to the right people um i know i mentioned to you a couple times where like i've talked to a couple different like therapists and everything here that uh, my company offers Mm. and you know uh i just started a new one so hopefully this one turns out better good luck with that man I hope it all works out. I hope so too, man. I'm running out of options. Nah, here. You always got one. You always got an option. Yeah. This is why this is this is why this is my dude hey, right man. here. I'm this your is... guy. I'm your I'm guy. Not, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna get all mushy yeah, on bro. the air, bro. This is for late, yeah, this is for late night. Up. Yeah, but um Yo man. What about AIO? Do you think AIO why did you join AIO? Oh, you want to know a reason I joined AIO? Okay. Was it the girls? The glory? AI, was it sex? <laughs> Not the girls at all, dude. Did I? <laughs> okay. This, this is what I'll tell you what after because I figured this out about myself, but I didn't join because of the girls. I joined because I really just wanted to like just belong mm-hmm. somewhere. And I felt like the best way to do that in the beginning was to join a bunch right. of brown dudes. Little did I know those brown dudes were like all way different mm-hmm. than me. But I had that sense of belonging, kind of, you know, and especially when we got the house, knowing that if I ever wanted to leave, there was always a place yeah. for me to go. Like, if I didn't want to be at the apartment we were, there was always a place to go. Like, so I went to the house sometimes. I think that was the biggest thing. But AIO, um, I just saw a bunch of, like, people who were, like, popular in the Brown community and people who I thought I could right. vibe with. And as so- the sooner I, like, laid deeper and deeper in the process of, like, joining it got, I realized that, wow, a lot of these guys actually do look out for me, actually do care about me. And um, I want to like do the best for the frat and do the best for them too. you know, be the best person I can be for everyone. No, I completely understand that. Yeah. But uh, what about you? Why'd you join? I know other than (laughs) girls. So like uh, 
freshman year, right? We were both uh, out of state. You know, it was it was hard to make right. friends at first. That was that was. I think that's the thing I yeah. also missed to say. Being out of state and not knowing that many people, and not like obviously, like I loved you guys in the group right, that right. we hung out with, but. Obviously, you want to expand your group a bit more and meet new people. You don't want to stay the same person you were in college. So that was like a, also a huge risk that we took. And I'm sure. Exactly. dude. Yeah. So like um, basically being out of state, it was more like, all right, we got to f- figure out a way to like uh, get into like these parties or like, you know, get to know these people. Because first semester we weren't in we weren't rushing. We weren't pledging. So I saw like, you mm-hmm. know, other kids in the Brown community who, uh, you know, were getting all this clout and uh I was like, wow, they seem like they know how to have a good time. And they're all in these frats like Sigro and AIO. And, um, you know, I, I had always thought about fraternities and like, you know, if I wanted to join them and we, you know, we rushed around. We went to Kaisai parties and stuff, right? Rush. But uh, my mm-hmm. parents were always against it. So I was always hesitant to ask. But uh, I saw all these movies and I saw all these like, you know, guys getting with all these girls. And like, I saw the whole party scene. I never actually valued mm-hmm. or saw the actual internal brotherhood until I got in. And I think that's one thing that I wish, I, I think I'm, I'm lucky that I fell, uh, stumbled upon AIO, you know, just by just seeing the social aspect, because there's so much more than just that. So once we joined the process, I was like, wow, this is, I'm, I'm here for, I, I came for a different reason, but I'm getting so much more. I'm just getting, I'm getting that right. plus, way more than i actually imagined i would get you know i was getting internal vibes i was getting brotherhood that i never thought i would get get something right. like get 11 people that have my back all the time you know whatever it may be dude yeah whatever it may be whatever it be fighting or anything like that yeah man, like one of those fights oh man i think uh i think there were some times that uh don't don't I'm criminalize, criminalize yourself. Them, but, don't you criminalize. know someone said something in the past outside red line and they you know they 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 may yeah. have landed a kick to the face when they were on the ground, you know. I'm just yeah. saying that that yeah. may, may or may not have been me. That's how AA is. That's how <laughs> yeah, Alpha man. is. Like, you, you don't fuck with me. You don't fuck with my brothers, or you get kicked yeah. to the face. No, I, <laughs> I think that was just a very like important like. Yeah, you're right, dude. There was just so much more that was offered. Like, not only is the fact that like I remember freshman year, like we had to like tag along with people to like go anywhere. Yeah. Um or anything like that. But now that we were like brothers, you know, like going to the house, skipping the line so we can go in and having all our friends skip the line was just like something so cool. Like walking in with like your AIO gear on and like brothers all looking at you, coming in and dap yeah, you up and yeah, everyone yeah. looking at you. It's like that, that kind of like tension and like knowing that status is like really nice, especially in the Brown community yeah. that we were and in. And I just want to make it clear that like, you know, these were our reasons in the beginning of joining the frat. But like, as soon as we got in the frat, like and the four years that we spent in AIO and at UIUC, like, it was more about like, you know, we had a great time in the community, whether we were hooking up with girls. Besides that, it was just fun. You know, like we were just having a good time. Like we didn't care about using or leveraging AIO to help us, you know, get with girls. That was never the idea. That was never the plan. No. And that that was kind of like yeah. a, it was, and I wouldn't say that I ever even thought that way in when I was in AIO. I mm-hmm. think it was just like when I was in AIO, I just felt like, wow, I, I'm part of something greater. I'm part of a community that really like respects me and I respect them. And like, you know, it's always right. about, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's a friend group. Right. I, it's like a friend group and like a brotherhood group. And like, I don't know, <laughs> just like all the different personalities, even now when I went back for unofficial, just talking to some of the brothers, it's just like everyone really there is like a genuine person looking just to be the best that they can enjoy as much as they can while also like 
helping yeah, everyone out. Like that's the best balance you can get. Right. And that that was like I didn't think I'd ever expect that from AIO. I thought, you know, like it'd be something I do, I join, and then once I became a brother, you know, maybe hang out with like a couple people outside, like not really go to AIO events, but then it became like, oh damn, like, you know, we're going out, we're gonna do yeah. this. Um that was just crazy. Just having that. Yeah, man. Group. I still look back on all these experiences, man. It's I miss it, man. Hi. Yeah, I have no regrets though. I wouldn't change Hell it for no. the world. Yeah. No. But uh, speaking of using AIO for girls, man. <laughs> Shut the <up. laughs> Why'd you put me on this Tinder stuff before, bro? I'm Dude, angry. Okay, you need to shut the fuck up. I tried my hardest with you. Oh my god. Like, all right, to, to our viewers, like, I, everyone knows that I've had a good amount of fun on Tinder and had a great experience. <laughs> everyone does know that. Everyone does know that. No, Matter of fact, I probably had it. fun with you. I'm just kidding. Um, no. <laughs> dude no it was just like um I, I i tried with you man like i i uh i asked you in freshman year sophomore year even junior year but uh you weren't down for it but then some something changed with you in senior year i think it was you you found this i don't know you, you became a beast in senior year not to say you weren't before but you you uh started putting yourself out there and that's when i was like i should have just like i wish you had done this way before like yeah, dude. You didn't tell me I was fat and ugly no, before, I... though. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Bro, I look at my sophomore year picture, my freshman year picture, I'm like, yo. Because I see on your Twitter profile, too. It's like, me and the pic. I'm like, what the hell? I was showing a couple yeah. of my friends, like, old pics of me during unofficial, and they're like, no dude, way. Dude, I know. Like, I trust me. I When we saw you, like, uh, senior year or even junior year, when you went on that huge, like, fitness grind, like, damn, like. Oh, you already know that shit. <laughs> what that Bro, shit? I... <laughs> That's a dark note. <laughs> but no, man. Like dude, Tinder, man. A lot of people look down on Tinder, but I've had some good experience with that. And I, I feel like it's not just about sex. It's about you know stepping outside your comfort zone. You know, uh, before yeah. college, I was a total introvert. You know, I still consider myself an introvert. But like by using Tinder, mm-hmm. like to meet new people and uh, you know put yourself in an environment that you're not used to and like you're in someone else's house someone else's room you know you're you bring someone else over that you've never met before it sounds fucking dangerous right obviously you got to be careful oh yeah um but you know it if you get past that point it becomes like such an easy thing for you like after the first few times i'm not going to say my body count but i don't want to hear your body count because i already know the estimates um but after you get past the first few times of meeting people you know on tinder it just becomes like a fun thing. Like you, you become, you don't become as nervous. You just, you can walk in with the full on boner and just be ready to go. <laughs> you're, There's you're no performance like that, anxiety. No, man. You just go in. You're like a fucking Viagra. No, but it, it's also it's. <laughs> no, it's just like, it's just like you know, like when uh, it's it's like doing like in, I don't know, I know it's gonna sound like weird, but it's like preparing for like yeah. an interview right like you only want to like apply for jobs when you think yeah, you're ready dude, exactly you know what? and i didn't think that like mentally oh. and physically and emotionally i mean i think i was ready at the time i'm mean, like mentally and emotionally still yeah. i'm not there but like here's the thing like emotionally and like physically especially after moving in like as you know like um like co-workers i don't really hang out with um and then other people i don't hang out with so it's mostly like sometimes when i you know, just want to get it off. It's just like, all right, let yeah. me send this. I, mean, I, I think that was like the biggest thing, you know, just like having, having like, I don't want to say like in a bad way, but just having a body oh, there, dude, you definitely. know? Definitely. Like, 
it it adds some like excitement to life and it's you you build kind of like yeah. a, a spiritual connection with not just that one person but with the with the entire population of women like <laughs> like yo we mature yeah, in college, right? we mature we strong <laughs> man uh... yeah but um i think that was uh I th- uh, but you know, okay but here's the thing though i think i told you why like i just like deleted tinder i just felt like really did you, bad did after. you feel like shame when you uh hump and dump yeah dude, it was just more like <laughs> it's more like you know going over or like coming and everything and i mean literally but like <laughs> going <laughs> or having them over it's just like after that it's just like wow this was just like mindless sex and i have no emotional like yeah. connection anymore I, I, and it's just like I think mo- I don't know I don't want to sound like a simp or like or like toxic but it's just like I rather vibe with people mentally and emotionally rather Dude, than yeah, do like that I, that's, that's not a especially that's a, with girls that's a good problem to have where you're contemplating that because you know I feel like a lot of people like where uh, they're not so spiritual and that's not a bad thing but they're not thinking about that connection you know so I, my, my follow-up question for you is uh would you want a relationship in that sense? You can have that connection and then also fuck. No, I, I mean, I don't think right now emotionally I'm like ready for that or like mentally at all. Like, yeah, there's no, no like amount of time where I'm like close to that um, to even have, like even begin contemplating that right now. But it's just like, I rather, you know, like talk to someone, uh, about their feelings, about, like, what they're going through. And then, you know, like, also, like, do, like, friend stuff, you know, like... Go out for boba. Uh, go out for boba. Um, you know, if I go read a book in the library, like, I want someone to join and, like, read that book with me and then, like, talk about it. Or, like, go... To, if we if I'm working right. from home um, and I go to a cafe, then I want, like, someone else to be, like, be there with me, you know, like, at a cafe or anything like that, like, do, working from home as well. So it's just, like, yeah, like, sex and everything is nice, but, like... If you include sex into all that, it's basically like you're in a That's relationship, true. right? That's true. And I, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, much. I mean, hey, hey, ladies. So I, that that means that her thing is, you know, he he wants to get with you, but don't take it personally when he asks instead of sex if you guys can go get a sandwich instead. Like, you know, yeah, you know, you can you can exactly. toss a salad later, but he'd rather eat some right now. <laughs> yeah, and the and the other thing too is like <laughs> the other thing I is too is just like when they come over, dude. It's just like. I got to do this whole thing where, like, I clean the place. I got to make sure, like, I'm straight. Like, I'm good. Yeah, like, I'm looking stress. good. Uh, it's stressful, bro. Like, it's just like, yo, where should I be when I, like, let her in? Should I be just chilling on the couch? Should I be in the should room I on the naked? bed or something? Like, it's just like. Should I walk in with nothing yeah. but socks on? Like, should I wear Crocs <laughs> while I have sex? Yeah. Say that's some crocking sex. Yeah. Like, and then after that, too. After that, too. It's just like, I. I, it's just like I feel so bad and then they're not leaving <laughs> it's just like yo leave me please leave now I, I feel so I feel so crappy right that's now that's so like, funny it's just like it's like really bad it's just like it's just like I don't want you like I thought I wanted you here but I really don't want you here anymore like can you please leave and then they don't leave until like the morning it's just yeah. like bro that's ridiculous that is ridiculous are you man <laughs> some of us got work to go to bro like uh, I, I got work or like like get out are, are you're an adult you have yeah like why are you too. like leeching on my life like go go fucking yeah. sit on your own yeah, bed dude, it's just like don't stain mine yeah it's just like or it's or it's like if it's like friday saturday and i want to go watch the bachelor in my boxers like on the couch it's just like yo 
I don't want you like waking up and like walking across of that and not making you breakfast or anything. So like, why are you still here? You know, I, as bad as that sounds, and it, I feel so bad. Like if I want to tell him too, you know, it's just like, yo, can you leave? It's no, just like, yeah, you can't you say can't. that. You got to be polite. Cause nowadays if you say, if you say anything bad, like it's, it's real bad, you know, it becomes a fucking lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just like problematic. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like, so I thought I wanted you. I don't want you. And then like, I don't want anything from you. Like I'm definitely not going to be in a relationship with you. We're definitely not going to do this again. So right, why are you right. still here? And that's the other thing too. I've, like I told you when we were talking about, it's just like, after I do it once with them, it's just like, I never want yeah. to see them again. Yeah. That's like you know a personal I mean? thing. It's just like, it's like a personal thing. It's like, I feel so bad. Like it's happened to me too. And like, I'm fine with it, but it's like, I just delete their like messages yeah. and their number. No, I, I get that. And it, you know, it's just like, what am I supposed, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't want to see you again. I don't want to do anything with you again. Like if I saw you again, I'd probably just like feel even like, yeah. crappier. No, I, I think that's like a, that's a very personal thing. So you shouldn't feel bad about that. You should just like, you know, it's your feelings, the way you, you have your feelings about, you know, hooking up with strangers. So I know, but like, what do you, what do you think? Like, have you ever gone through anything like this? Or, like been emotionally attached <laughs> or or like, like not... uh, I could tell you about that hospital story, but I already told you, so I'm not going to talk about it. But basically, uh, yeah. um, I have had, like, you know, an experience, multiple experiences, actually, where after, you know, hooking up with them, I just I just felt not to no offense to them, but I just felt disgusted with myself. And, and I think it was more because I was trying to get over some some other shit that I was dealing with in my personal life. And I realized that I was right, right, using same. this person, this this person, this is actually a great person. And I feel bad that I'm using this person for my own personal advantage. And I'm, I'm not having sex with them. I'm having sex on them. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I like, get what you mean. Like, I know I my like I'm, weird. It felt really shitty of me to use this person just so I can bury those feelings deep inside. But as I felt, as right. I, and then for the time moment, like it feels good. But then after like you're done or like, and everything it's like oh i have to go back to facing yeah, my own yeah reality. exactly like those those feelings that you keep pushing down they're eventually going to spring back up so i didn't see that at first like freshman sophomore year i didn't see that um and then i started realizing that senior year so you know i, I think I, I, yeah. I relate with you on that yeah i don't know dude and it's also the other thing is too it's just costing me a lot <laughs> i think i told you bro I'm done, man. Paper fuck Ubers that now. shit, I'm man. Done. You're lucky this Corona. I'm just kidding. Get out of here. Shit. I didn't mean to say there's lucky the coronavirus. I'm just saying that with this coronavirus, you can kind of taper yourself off Tinder. Yeah, but then <laughs> here's the thing, though. Like <laughs> in the morning, it's like yeah. I'm not paying for it again. <laughs> like, I got like lunch. bitch, you better walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like you either walk, and it's just like. But and, it's, and and I played the waiting game. It's just like, all right, I think she wants me to pay for Uber, or she right. just wants to sleep more. And I'm just like, I'm playing this waiting game. There's no way I'm yeah, gonna suffer. It's kind of like uh, negotiating, like. Yeah, but no, that's like my whole Tinder thing. You know, I it's an experience, but I think I'm gonna lay off of that because I don't think it's the best for my mental and emotional. Dude, yeah, self that's right good now. that you're realizing that. You know? Yeah, because. I realized, yeah, like, again, it's the same thing that happened before. It's just, like, for the time being, yeah. it feels nice. But then after that, it's just, like, it's, exactly. like, coming down, you know? It's just, like... I mean, I think it's, it's like, like, uh, I think understanding that, you know, self-gratification and instant gratification are 
two very like you know dangerous games to play with yourself and if you instantly gratify yourself with whether it be jerking off pause what? <laughs> said pause with that bro. when you instantly like you know gratify yourself it's just like it doesn't give you that satisfaction of like working towards something that's more long term that's the way i look at it so yeah exactly i think that's like the whole main thing you know goes back to like is this in long term for me going to be yeah, beneficial yeah, right you know? i think maybe you should go out to and like I, some of the bars once corona season's out i think you should go to like bars and just you know talk to women instead of trying tinder just doing it the old-fashioned way yeah, but here's the thing, too, because I know, like, relationship-wise and everything, still emotionally and mentally, I'm not ready. Still getting uh, true, over a lot true. of stuff. Yeah, you're right. So you want to work like, on yourself right now. I don't, I don't... Yeah, it's like, I think I'm going to take some time off, you know, again, like, further myself away from, like, women. Because n- the one thing that's helped me know is, like, it may... It, like, now I know for a fact I'm not <laughs> ugly. So it's just, like... <laughs> so it's just, like... So, like, that helps, too. Now it's just, like, a lot of, like, other like internal stuff that yeah to, like, figure out but like what about you like um i know you're in the suburbs and everything but talk about some of i guess your whole <laughs> page in college dude too. like you know i'll start with college and then end with house but uh you know college was great uh you know t- whether it be tinder or whether it just be meeting girls but um you know sex life was definitely something that i, I knew was going to be a big part of college um before i went there because mm-hmm. my, my dad was pretty open with me and my mom was too and they were pretty chill and they still are about the whole sex thing like dude I have like condoms in like the most like in the weirdest of places like my mom was helping with me with my laundry the other day and she found one of my magnums in like the fucking like bottom closet where I have all my like uh, underwears and shit and it was just and it was just lying like there and it was like, Why are you like she, she just looked the other way and I was just like had an opportunity to like toss it to the side and then like the other day my dad was in my car and then he found, like, condoms in, like, my glove box when he was looking for, like, papers for, like, registration and shit. And, like, it's, like, the most, like, inopportune places and times. But we're, we're so good and we have a, such a good relationship that, like, it doesn't matter. But anyways, getting back on track, like, uh, in college, it was great. But, uh, dude, I have to say, like, you have to be safe. You have to be – you have to have safe sex. Because um, I know a lot of people think that, you know, if the girl's on the pill, we're chilling. You know, that's uh, – it's, like, a safety belt. But honestly, it's not. Yeah. Uh, birth control is definitely mm-hmm. helpful in preventing pregnancy. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, STDs and STIs, all that kind of shit, they're still out there. And uh, I can personally relate. Not that I had one. But um, basically, long story short, <laughs> is that uh, I hooked up with this one chick that uh, eventually messaged me a few months later when I was in Colorado with my family on vacation. And she was like, mm-hmm. I... I'm just messaging you because I have tested positive for gonorrhea and you were the last person I slept with. And I think that you should go get tested. So that was, that was probably, I tweaked more on that than I have on any exam. Cause like, I was like, wow, okay, this is real. This is the real world. I'm actually like putting my life at risk here um, by doing these types of things. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we had safe sex. We, I wore a condom, but you know, there's a lot of, other things that you do during you know that hookup that you know you're not you're not protecting yourself right um but anyway Mm -hmm. so like turns out i didn't have gonorrhea i was lucky but that that kind of opened my eyes and i was like you know what i have to be more careful next time like i 
I even right, made right. measures to make sure that I, I didn't do that. Like I, I had to like really talk myself down. Um, I actually like swore myself off of Tinder, believe it or not. And then uh, a few weeks later, I just broke that promise. But um, it was definitely, I think, an eye-opening uh, event in my life. Yeah, dude. I think, I don't know. I think it's a good experience. And definitely, I feel like everyone who's like ready or like feels confident putting themselves out there should use it. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just... Uh, I'm just weirded yeah. out by it right now. I think there's like a lot of internal stuff. No, that's like fair. Sort out. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I guess this whole like conversation, I mean, wrapping it up just goes down to like, I'm actually really 100%, proud of how much dude. you've grown. I'm, I'm hella proud of you. And uh, I feel like I haven't said that enough, but you know, you've come a long way and you know, I, I'm really excited to see like what, what kind of shit you, uh, you, what will you do with your life now? Yeah, man. Thanks. I I know it's a little work in progress. Always gonna be work in progress. But uh, you know, I without getting too sappy, it's just like first meeting you in. I remember because we met at Winnie's yeah, birthday in yeah, high school, yeah. and then meeting you in college was. I was just like, okay, how am I gonna right. interact with this guy? And then now, like, it ends up being like, wow, dude, this one yeah, of the dopest dudes that, ever. Man. And I I can go to him dude, for yeah, anything. Man. I'm hella happy that we have this kind of a good relationship, man. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to have you on uh, my uh, my Hell podcast yeah. a bit more because I feel like these conversations good. I feel like these conversations are good, but um, yeah, dude, man, this 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 has been a good, good talk. Has, it's been a wild talk. I'm, we should definitely do this more often, and uh, you know, I hope you uh, you have a good luck. Oh wait, just delete that. I sound like a fucking fob. I hope you have a good luck. Uh, <laughs> burda, burda, burda. Okay. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah but uh again man just so glad to have you on the podcast so glad talking to you so oh, glad yeah. catching up with you and you know it's like just talking to you knowing that like mentally emotionally kind of physically, we've gone through the same things yeah. and we've changed physically yeah we've gone through some of the same things and you know I, i'm just knowing that like you're doing well you're doing good you're still grinding um makes me happy to see that and makes me like comfort it comforts me knowing that like Everything's going to turn man. out for the that best. That means a lot. Take care, buddy. Yeah. Take care, man. So proud of you.